everyone, and welcome to Hype A, a podcast amplifying voices in the arts around the world, making the arts accessible for all people. We will be hearing guests from the film, art, music industries, and more, sharing their stories, failures, and successes. We will be listening in on their new endeavors, projects, and take notes on their tips and tricks, how they broke into the industry, hear their words of wisdom. Over the years, I've met some amazing people who have really enriched my life and my art practice, and I'm so grateful to have met them around the world. I hope to share with you my personal experiences, but mainly support you by introducing you to inspirational leaders in their creative field. If you're looking to fulfill a dream in the arts, need that extra motivation, or simply be inspired, you've come to the right place. So get access, get tuned in and turned on every Thursday. Welcome to Hype A. and welcome back to another episode of Hype A with me, Kristalina, as your host. Today we have Christina O'Hanlon, a mixed media artist whose sculptural works centre around the theme of the female body. She also runs an art residency programme called An Effort in Soho Square in London Town, England. Christina is based between Abu Dhabi and London and she travels very, very often for her work. And let's welcome Christina. Hi, Christina. How are you doing? Good morning, Christina. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. And I've been wanting to have you here on Hype for a long time, since the beginning of, of Hype, <laughs> as you know. We finally managed to get our dates to match. So I'm really, really happy that we've got we, this time today. We finally managed it. And... Uh, you know, we see each other in London, but of course, um, we're in different zones. I'm now back in London. And where are you now at this time? I'm in my apartment in Abu Dhabi on the beautiful Saadiyad Island, which is the cultural district in Abu Dhabi. But I'm sure we can go into more into that later. That's gorgeous. Um, and I know that you're working a lot there at the moment. And I know that you're based there um, as well as London. But do you want to share with the Hypey listeners your background um, and maybe a few hints about your artwork and what you're doing? I'm not really sure where to start. So about my <laughs> let's background. start at the beginning. <laughs> start start at the start beginning. At the beginning. Start yeah. at the beginning. Um, so my background. So I grew up in the Gulf. I grew up in Abu Dhabi and in Muscat in Oman. I studied interior design um, in Italy when I, after finishing high school, and I was working up until a few years ago in interior design, uh, mostly commercial projects. But I always had a love and a passion for the arts, as so many of us do, um, especially the especially the dialogues, so specifically the dialogues that art creates between different cultures and between different trains of thought and the way that art has their potential and opportunity to introduce new ways of thinking to an audience. Um, having said that, last year in July 2021, I started an art residency 
at 13 Soho Square, uh, where you have visited and we've like, we've loved having you and you've <laughs> been over and visited our artists many times. Um, and recently I've uh, restructured, restructured and redirected the art residency to focus solely on artists from the Kharij, so the Gulf region, the Arabian Peninsula, for two reasons. One is uh, for the artists themselves um, to have an experience in a different space, in a different city in London, in Soho, um, introducing their work to a new scene and looking at the way that people from a different context are engaging with their work outside of the context in which it was originally conceived and created. And secondly, for the audiences in London, I think this is probably one of the most exciting times in contemporary art, most exciting places for contemporary art at the moment um, in the United Arab Emirates, in Saudi, in Amman, in Qatar. There is so much happening in the contemporary scene at the moment, so many incredible artists, incredible voices, and to give London audiences the opportunity to access their work um, in their own space. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, obviously we we know Maitha Abdallah. You do know, I think you had <laughs> Maitha recently um, on, on the podcast as well. So Maitha Abdallah was the artist that we had over the summer. Uh, she was in at the residency at an effort for three months. Um, and I, I can also talk about her work extensively. I, I love her work. I think she is an incredibly talented and passionate artist and the themes that she touches on are universal. Her themes of sin and forgiveness of right and wrong um, and challenging her own perceptions of where those boundaries are um, is a universal theme and she uses um, local folklore to explore those themes. So that's a really um, interesting crossover there. So uh, Maitha, as I said, was there for three months and we've just uh, closed Maitha's show at the end of the residency, um, which was during London's Breeze Week held at Cromwell Place. Uh, Maitha's residency and her show was supported with funding from Abu Dhabi Music and Art Foundation. So something that I really appreciate about um, the Khaliji or the Gulf countries um, in this moment is that the the foundations and departments of culture here are incredibly active in looking for ways to support uh, the, the cultural movement, both from the top down and from the ground up. I was really fortunate just this week to attend Abu Dhabi Culture Summit and um, Her Excellency Noor Al-Khavi, the Minister of Culture in the United Arab Emirates, was talking really passionately about the initiatives that they've been employing over the over the past 50 years, but especially over the last 10 years in terms of um, building places of culture. So we have the Louvre here in Abu Dhabi. Um, I'm from my apartment and busy watching the Sheikh Said National, National Museum rise up from the ground. The Abrahamic houses will be opening next year in 2024, if I'm not mistaken, designed by Sir David Ajaye, which mm -hmm. brings three different religions. So Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, uh, putting three houses of worship in one context and one complex. So the openness, excitement, passion to build, to create, and to explore 
in this region for me is just incredibly exciting. Yeah, and, and I, I know I you... rambled a little bit there. I went no, <laughs> no, I love it, and I I know that the high pay listeners are going to be, you know, really educated with a lot of what you're saying because, you know, I think in the West, um, we're still sort of quite naive about a lot of, you know, uh, art based in the UAE. Um, also because of certain things that are um not permitted to be sent through for example FaceTime as as we know today um is blocked in the in where you are um at this time um yeah but so FaceTime blocked I think that's not to not have um communication because we can use zoom and there's lots of other methods of communication um but yeah so I think there's it's not about that in communication I think especially right now in the UAE um, mm-hmm. I had a really interesting conversation over the Abu Culture Summit with um, a woman called Jennifer Stockman, who was the previous president of the Guggenheim. She was talking about sort of 20 years ago when they were first, I think 16 years ago, actually, when they were first having the conversation about bringing the Guggenheim to Abu Dhabi. And she said one of the concerns, like not really um, being familiar with the region that they had was about um, censorship in the art that they would be able to show within the museum. Um, and she said right from the beginning, the um, government here in the UAE was very clear that there will be no censorship in any of the museums. Mm-hmm. And they've been collect- building a collection at the moment. Nobody knows exactly who is in the collection. There's lots of um, rumours, but it's closely guarded secret until the museum o- will open. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting conversation to have with her. But the mm-hmm. leadership said directly there will be no censorship in the museums. Um, amazing amazing and it's such a amazing and it it really is such a um prevalent topic um in the arts in general also in terms of what's currently going on in the time of this recording of high pay and what's going on in iran um for example um with women's suppression it's also important to be really clear so there's like a few things i think I wanted to touch on. Please. So, I know we're talking about Western Western views and like Western perceptions of this region, um, and I think it's really important, firstly, to um, differentiate and distinguish the different society, the vastly different societies within the region. So, the fact that the United Arab Emirates is very is. I mean, there are similarities and there are big differences between um, the United Arab Emirates and um, Saudi and Qatar and different cultural strategies and different um, ideas of building of building the different cultural scenes, which have always existed here, but we're in the West are just experiencing in a different way. It's not that there weren't any very important art movements within this region. And when I say this region, I mean West Asia and North Africa um, mm-hmm. that didn't exist here before. It's just the way that we've, from the West are engaging with that now. Um, and then those are the, those um, environments are incredibly different from what is happening in Iran. And I'm not educated enough or don't have enough experience to speak with any um, authority on Iran, aside from following the news, which, so I went following our social media pages. Um, so I wouldn't want to speak about the cultural scene and I wouldn't want to speak about the cultural scene in Iran but um, definitely 
yes, just within this region, it's a conversation that I've had a lot over the last few days is that I feel in the West, there is a tendency to sort of paint the Arabian Peninsula or even the entire um, West Asia, North African region with the same brush, where in fact, there are so many, um, there are so many differences between different countries and even different cities. So between Abu Dhabi, Dubai and Sharjah and the different cultural strategies that each of those cities um, are taking um, and Emirates are taking in their in their visions. Yes, yes, exactly. And I, and I, I think that's a really important point that you've made um, here as well. Um, but as we know in the arts um, and in the art world in particular, there's kind of like a train network connection between Abu Dhabi, London, Milan, um, Paris, New York. That's just kind of like a given, I think. Um, but how do how do we in the West engage better with what's happening in, I guess, <laughs> I know that you're not a spokesman, <laughs> spokesperson for the UAE, but how, how can the Western art scene in particular um, engage better with what's happening in the UAE and if possible, with what's happening in Abu Dhabi and uh, and in Dubai without necessarily having to fly over there? Big question. My first, the first thing I was thinking in my mind is come and visit and see. <laughs> but um, without, like, you're so welcome and I can't wait to host you here and show you around. But without Yay. doing that, um, reading. So there's an incredible publication called uh, Canvas Magazine. Uh, which focuses on uh, what's happening in the art scene, on specific artists, ex specific exhibitions. There are so many um, also grassroots exhibitions which are happening here. I think social media is also a great resource for engaging with different accounts and going on Canvas Magazine's Instagram, looking who they're writing about, um, follow, looking at those accounts, looking at those profiles, getting to know the artists in the region. Um, following the galleries that exist here. So they're incredible um, Dubai-based and uh, um, UAE-based galleries, such as uh, Tabari Art Space, who represents Mesa. Maliha um, Tabari is an incredible woman that um, represents artists from all over the region um, mm -hmm. and creates incredible di uh, regional dialogues um, on the artists that she um, represents. And she has... Um, a philosophy which I find personally very inspiring, which is that the way that she thinks about the artists and the, their work and the artists that she works with are that their work really represents a moment in time and is important to the moment and the reflection of this time. Um, there's another incredible gallery at the Third Line, which is in al Sadakal Avenue in Dubai. So um, working with fantastic um, artists regional artists who are based in the region and also based outside of the region. Um, so I think, yeah, following galleries, looking at publications which are specific to this region and coming to visit for Abu Dhabi Art, Art Dubai, uh, and engaging with the artists that are shown in, in the International Biennale. So um, yes. Mohamed Ahmed Ibrahim was the uh, Marathi artist who was showing at the Venice Biennale this year. He is, his work is incredible in the way that he looks at land, his landscape um, that he grew up in in Khan, which is actually, mm -hmm. incidentally, is the same um, part of the UAE that Mesa is from. 
um, mm-hmm. and the way that he talks about the like regional change through his work. There's a lot to be learned um, from the artists themselves, yeah. I think, as well. Absolutely. I've made a list yeah. um, here in my notebook about all the things that you've just pointed out. And I'm going to be following Canvas Magazine uh, galleries. Of course, I already follow Tabari Artspace um, and uh, I've been heavily following and engaging with the current, ex- you know, the, the show that um, Maytha, um had that you, you helped organise, of course, Cromwell Place. Um, and I know that you're clearly working on your path here by pioneering so many incredible artists from the UAE and I'd like to um, congratulate you for doing that because that's in itself is a feat uh, and a huge responsibility I'm sure. Um, I don't I don't even know if I don't know if I'm pioneering I feel like I'm just so lucky to be able to be meeting so many incredible artists when I'm here. Um, there's another artist Hashel Alamki so his work is currently at the Biennale in Lyon. So if anyone is in Lyon going to the Biennale, I highly encourage you to check out the massive and incredibly impressive installation that he did. Um, but I, d- I don't know if I'm pioneering. I feel what I am doing, what I would like to be doing better. I think um, you can relate to me, uh, Kristalina, in the sense that I'm always sort of living five years ahead of where I am. So I know where I want to go, but it just never, sort of, it never, it never happens fast enough. So it always feels like you're motoring somewhere, um, yes. is working with artists from the Gulf region. So the current artist that we have in the residency at the moment, her name is Hawazin Alutebi. Mm-hmm. She is an artist from um, uh, Saudi, uh, from Riyadh. And her work is, fascinating really incredible she paints these portraits of uh, Saudi men with by blurring their faces she looks at a lot of um, colors that are have been used in advertising especially in the late 90s and early thousands and reinvigorating those colors that were used then and are being used on social media now um, and there's so much to be learned from her work both from scenes of daily life to the way that she uses flowers as a representation of women um, in her work and her work is so incredibly researched. So I can't wait to show you her work when I'm in London next week and bring you to yeah. the studio to come know, and I... uh, engage with her and meet her. Yes. Um, yeah. So she's another, she's another artist from uh, this region, which I think has an incredible narrative and a, a story which, a story which introduces this region from in from a lens that I think is not often thought of Mm -hmm. in the west because I think there is this idea of mm, sort of western imperialist notion of thinking that culture and artists are developed to in a different in a a different or better way in the western world than it has in other parts of the world um which I personally don't believe to be the case Mm -hmm. so um, it's not about better. It's it's not. A, I don't think there is something that is better than the other. It's just learning about each other and through each other's realities, through dialogues. And art is a dialogue for that. I think the way that um, like Saudi can be perceived sometimes on the news, or other countries in this region can be perceived on the news, doesn't don't really necessarily match the reality um, in some in a lot of senses. So using yes. art to tell the stories of these artists. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I, um, I totally understand. And I, I think that I think a lot of the high pay listeners will appreciate the the power of social media, you know, particularly today, you know, and how we can understand more about, um, you know, what's being created and um, what's mm-hmm. being made in, in the Gulf. Um, and also, you know, because having studied art history myself, you know, through, through my degrees, um, I think, I think, what has been educated and taught um, at university level about civilized civilization um, and what is known as art and artifact, um, I think are now being blurred, thankfully, because there are certain educational agendas that are now being um, put aside and also questioned as well. Um, that level of sort of like academic indoctrination as well, I think is being massively mm-hmm. questioned, particularly in the art world in the West, I would say. Um, and it's because of the rise of social media and also <clears throat> awareness and also people traveling more as well. And obviously doors opening up and opportunities to travel to um, regions around the world where maybe at a time beforehand was not accessible. Um, but I think, um, just before we, you know, obviously we go into the the, the juicy part, which I which I love um, about, you know, your words of wisdom, et cetera, et cetera. I just want to um, ask a, a quick question about your artwork because we haven't really um, spoken about it. And I know that I met you through uh, Maggio, our mm-hmm. Italian friend. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I remember meeting you at, I think before your show, your sculptural show um, with your gorgeous, gorgeous sculptures of the indicative of the, uh, well, very abstract, but female body incorporating pregnancy, birth, post postpartum period um, as well, interpretations. Um, do you do you consider yourself um, someone who wants to continue working as a, as a, as a maker? Because um, I know you also have a background in dance like myself too. Um, I feel in terms of my uh, on a personal level in terms of my practice at the firstly thank you for coming to see my show and for your lovely words but um, on a personal level in terms of my work and my practice it's something that I do still think about um, definitely recently more from a performance aspect um, but not something that I think I am actively dedicating as much energy to as I am with, with the residency at the moment. Um, that's not to say that I won't again and I won't again soon. Um, but I read, I, I'm going, I know you're very spiritual, so I think I feel like this is something I can share with you. Um, it's, I'm trying to, rather than control my energy and where I put my energy, which is I think something that I tried to do for a very long time, I'm actively trying to respond to where my mind and my energy is taking me. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. And right now I know that, um, that is the, that is the residency and building the residency program. Um, yeah, I'm building the residency program to get it to a place where I can grow the team, grow, um, collaborations that we have um, and grow the network that we're creating. Um, I still, I mean, I still 
I, like at home, I I paint and I like create, put together ideas of sculptures or performances because it's as a release. Um, but right now, I don't think that I'm actively dedicating enough time of myself to produce something that I would want to exhibit at this mm -hmm. point. And you know, you know what? Maybe in a year from now, that will change. Um, or maybe in six months from now, that will change. Um, but right now, I think the residency is definitely, definitely uh, my my focus. Mm -hmm. um, and I yes. think I just wanted to clear it as well because we when you were talking about um, Western universities and academia, uh, re looking at this region, which I have uh, been also been hearing a lot about, and I think it's incredibly important. Um, I'm very aware that I. Um, just another white expat who grew up in the region. Um, however, I, I I have a deep love for this region. I don't want to tell anybody else's story, um, but I really want to create a platform for those stories to be engaged with um, in multiple contexts because I think they are important and I, I have a very deep love for, for the UAE and for Oman especially because this is my home. This is where I grew up. Um, these are the people that raised me. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, absolutely, and I, I think I think more more people who continue to wake up um, outside of their little bubble um, can appreciate that we are all citizens of the world, and uh, mm. that's the most important thing. You know, regardless of what we look like or what our accents are, um, it's a one world concept that I think we need to continue to embrace and actually a world without borders is uh, is is what I'm uh, standing for myself and I know you that you appreciate that a lot um really? let's go to the part of the podcast where we talk about your three inspirational people three inspirational people I think well the first one for me is um very easy I think it would be well it would be Maitha so Maitha Abdullah that you had last week I uh, Maitha came into my life a year ago through the residency and she is a woman who is so thoughtful introspective um, but also a doer and she really creates and does and has dreams and passions which she executes on um, in a way that is incredibly kind and inclusive of those around her. Um, and I think to be in that way is incredibly inspirational and to live um, one's life with that authenticity is incredibly inspirational. Mm -hmm. um, secondly, this just sort of popped into my mind, it wasn't what I was going to say, but I'm going to mention again um, Jennifer Stockman, the the former president of the Guggenheim. I watched her on a panel during um, the Abu Dhabi Culture Summit last week. And she was speaking about her incredible, her career at IBM. She was an engineer with, at IBM in a time where a lot of women were not um, in that field and in the tech field um, with an incredible passion for art and artists um, by, from building her collection to um, advising for the Guggenheim and advising for um, cultural departments all over the world and she I was so fortunate to be able to sit next to her um, at dinner and this is a woman who 
how I think her Edgu and she's created films. Um, she's done so much, and and I when like speaking to her, I just thought, wow, to be at this point in your life where you've achieved so much and to be so engaged and thoughtful and constantly learning. And we were talking about different things we had been learning during the cultural summit, um, speaking about the new impressionist exhibition, which has just opened at the Louvre and Abu Dhabi, looking at different paintings and different painters and discussing why one painting had become more valuable than another within the same movement. Um, just a woman who is so thoughtful and educated in the way that she lives her life. She, I just found her incredibly inspirational. I found, felt so privileged to be able to speak to her. Um, and then number three, I know I'm speaking to people that I had a one-on-one -on -one interactions with, but I feel often, I feel mostly, in, I feel most inspired by people that I have, uh, I have had or have, are having personal interaction with, as opposed to a figure which feels removed from me, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. because I really yeah. feel like I, I learn a lot from somebody's energy and from being around them. And part of that is what makes them inspirational. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, and then number three, ooh, <laughs> I have like different names going through my mind at the moment. So Trevor Noah is coming to mind. Uh, you saw him, I think you saw him last him. week. I saw him in Abu Dhabi last week, but I've been following his comedy. Um, so I lived in South Africa for uh, four years um, before I moved to Amman. Um, and South Africa is another country that I have been deep love and appreciation for and try to go back to whenever I can um and I thought yeah I started following Trevor Noah's comedy when I was in high school so a strong 15 or so years ago and watching him create his career and speak about really difficult topics so thoughtfully and intelligently um mm -hmm. is incredibly inspirational and at the moment he's just set up a foundation in um Johannesburg um, helping with education because he really felt that his lucky break was receiving the scholarship that he had um, for his education, um, which has enabled him to, or the platform for him to be able to keep going and have the, the career that he's had. Um, and another uh, quote that from him that springs to mind is um, to follow your passion. And if you follow your passion, you will find your purpose. Totally, totally um, amazing. <laughs> so I know I, I can I can definitely comment on that as you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, but we're we're short for time, and I know you've got to do the school run as well. Um, so, but well, let's just ask you um, the next question, which is, what would you offer the high pay listeners um, for those of for those who are wanting to maybe start an art residency or um, get a career in the art art world three tips and tricks that you would three offer tips and tricks um the first tip and trick is listen and meet as many people as you can and listen to them um I've been so overwhelmed and so fortunate that so many people have offered their time and their advice to me um free of charge just because of their pure passion for the arts and um, so listen you maybe don't follow all of the advice but um if somebody gives you advice think about it listen to it and definitely um pocket it because they're doing that out of 
out of the care of their own hearts. Um, so the first one would definitely be to listen. Uh, the second one would be to meet as many people as you can and connect with as many people as you can. And I don't mean that in the sort of like gauche networking, running around handing out business cards kind of way. <laughs> um, but the more people that you meet and the more uh, stories and lives that you understand in different pathways into the arts. And as we know, there are so many stories and pathways of uh, how people have got into this incredible cultural world that we get to that we get to live in um yeah I forgot even what the beginning of my I think was but connect with people and meet as many people as you can and these are both very people and then the third one is just do the work yeah (laughs) (laughs) even when it's a lot just start and do the work yeah absolutely and I I think that those that's um those are really excellent tips and succinct tips um listen connect and do the freaking work okay um (laughs) and then lastly um to round off this wonderful conversation with you christina um and i will definitely be coming to abu dhabi and i would love for you to show me around and i would love mayfair to show me around um but i'll see you in london too um what are your what would be your word of wisdom word of wisdom in your life but also that you could share to the high pay listeners word singular word or words (laughs) and it you know it can be in any language as well it doesn't have to just be english we can always translate (laughs) and words of wisdom Well, when I first thought of word, the first thing that came to my head was joy. So seek joy. Mm-hmm. And I think joy is not a state. Joy is a moment. Um, but seek seek joy and seek moments of joy because I really find that having those consistent moments of joy, whether they're big or small, are what propel you to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I've taken note in my journal over that. Um it's funny. It's so funny because that's something that I really resonate with. I, you know, as you know, I have a painting or had a painting that was sold called "Happiness is Transient," and um, and it is just a moment to moment experience, happiness, you know. But seeking joy is is wonderful. Thank you, and it's a reminder for me at this time as well. Um, well, thank you so much, Christina. Oh, wait to see you next week same I can't wait to see you too and give you a big old squeeze (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it have a wonderful day and have a wonderful next few days in the countryside thank you so much Christina um and that's it on this episode we hope you like this episode on high pay make sure to follow us on high pay voices on instagram follow us on apple podcast amazon music spotify and make sure to leave us a review let us know your thoughts by sending us a message on instagram and share your suggestions please and insights our episodes drop every thursday as you know by now Thank you and see you in the next episode with another exciting and inspirational guest. Ciao for now.